Welcome to the Azure for Industry podcast. We're your hosts, David Starr and Paul Marr. In this podcast, you hear from thought leaders across various industries discussing technology trends and innovation, sharing how Azure is helping transform business. You'll also hear directly from Microsoft thought leaders on how our products and services are meeting industries' continually evolving needs. Hello, listeners. In this episode of the Azure for Industry podcast, we are talking about something near and dear to many developers' hearts, and that is MongoDB, particularly as Mongo lives on top of Azure. And here to join us in that conversation is Alan Chabra, who's responsible for worldwide partners, as well as running Asia sales at MongoDB. He's a frequent speaker at industry events where he regularly leads conversations on how cloud computing, IoT, and big data can help CIOs and technical leaders meet their business objectives. And Alan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You bet. It's going to be a great conversation, I'm sure, given the cult-like following MongoDB has among so many developers. Hey, Alan. So welcome to the show. Great to have you there. And I've had the opportunity to work with yourself and MongoDB for quite a while now. So super excited to have the opportunity to talk more openly with, with our audience. And so before we get going, you know, Alan, anything you want to share with our listeners before we dig in on some, some specific questions? Thank you. And for all the folks listening, first of all, I hope you're safe and you know weathering through this quite crazy 2020. But I'm glad that we're uh, you know speaking today because I think our customers and the developers out there are looking for ways to innovate even during what's going on. And the cloud and leveraging data technologies like MongoDB are ways to do that. So I'm I'm pretty happy that. MongoDB and Microsoft have come together on this call to help our customers, especially with what's going on. Well, that's great, Alan, and we're very glad to have you here. So as we kick off, I'm wondering, what are some trends that you at MongoDB and maybe you personally are watching in the non-relational database space right now? Yeah, great question. I mean, look, what's happened in the uh, industry over the last maybe 10, 15 years is every company out there is reinventing themselves and trying to become a software company. They're using software to compete because if they do not, they may get left behind or they may be put out of business. So every enterprise, startup, emerging tech company is investing in hiring developers to code up applications and software and basically innovate so that they can stay competitive. And as they do that, they need to find data technologies which improve the developer productivity so developers can get code out faster. And that trend started many years back, but it actually has accelerated during this unusual year of 2020 and what's happened with COVID. More and more customers need to innovate. They need to be able to build applications faster and many of them are going to have to be relying on the cloud. So you're seeing this uptick in applications being developed, but also being developed for the cloud or migrated to the cloud and modernized to the cloud. So we're seeing this trend of more and more enterprises developing software to compete. We're seeing a trend of developers becoming more and more powerful 
within the IT organization. And we're seeing the move to cloud accelerate, especially with what's going on. When you combine those three trends, technologies like Microsoft, Azure, and MongoDB working hand in hand, we can help those customers even more today than in the past years. And you mentioned sort of a blurring of the database world between relational databases, RDBMSs, and uh, non-relational data. And I wonder if you could expand just a little bit on that. See, develop, yeah, great question. Developers today, they have needs for new applications as well as to modernize legacy. And they're looking for a data platform that can help with high-performance transactions of applications, as well as for the ability to handle unstructured data. In the last 20 years, data has exploded because of the uptick of social, mobile, videos, photos, as well as the increase in legacy data. So a database needs to be able to handle both types of requirements, right? High transaction, high performance, as well as unstructured data. So developers today do not have the tolerance to have one or the other. They need both. And 20 years ago, they probably did not need both. They probably just need high transaction and high performance. And that's why maybe technologies invented in the 1990s were okay. But today, that's not going to cut it for the developers. So they're looking for the best way to manage databases, the best way to manage data. And that's why you're seeing this convergence of RDMS and non-relational requirements come into one. And in the last three years, that's been MongoDB's focus, be able to do both. And that's why our latest releases can do both. And what we'll talk about more on today's call is how we're providing it as a managed database as a service on the Azure cloud. Perfect. I think that's a great take. And uh, with that in mind, you know, I'm, I'm curious, what are some trends uh, that you may be watching in the non-relational database space right now that might impact uh, Mongo going forward? Yeah, I mean, look, the IT industry is obviously ripe for disruption, and COVID also has changed how many developers uh, work today. We're working virtually. We're definitely more reliant on the cloud. But developers still have to go help their um, the companies they work for innovate. Uh, many large companies now are becoming software companies so that they can compete. Uh, versus in the past, maybe the IT team was kept in the corner now the IT team has become very powerful inside of enterprises, which makes developers uh, have plenty of power. In the last year, you've seen a trend where developers need to go build cutting-edge applications across a variety of use cases like AI and IoT and help customers modernize as well legacy applications as they want to move to the cloud. So we're seeing a big uptick in development of new applications so that so that these enterprises can become more nimble. But also we're seeing a big uptick in customers and developers migrating legacy applications. As they migrate them to the cloud, they really need to modernize them, make them better, uh, potentially fix the issues that they have from the past so that when they move them to the cloud, they unleash the power of the cloud, they get a better ROI, they become more nimble. And, and most importantly, they, they can do it quickly. That's great. Thanks, Alan. Let's kind of change gears a little bit. So what's top of mind for you as you think about cloud usage of MongoDB? And as David said, you know, obviously Mongo is well known. Um, and so 
super excited to hear about sort of what what's happening uh, in the cloud space, and, and especially as you think about the developers who, who are using MongoDB in their solutions uh, using the Microsoft Azure cloud. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, look, MongoDB has been around for almost 12 years. And in that time, we've had over 110 million downloads of our product, primarily by developers. And those developers are all over the world, spanning the United States, EMEA, Asia, uh, India, China, you name it. And in those 12 years, there was a common trend is that developers are looking to develop applications faster get time to market, uh, time to production faster, but also potentially develop in a way where they don't need as many lines of code. And they're able to build apps without dependencies on other groups that in the past may or may not have caused red tape. So um, while MongoDB has become the most modern database data platform out there, the developers and developers adoption is really what's made it the most popular. And we're seeing developers want to go to clouds, in particular Azure, and get MongoDB quickly, get it in a way where they can use it uh, with their applications that they're developing today. And that's why we embarked in a partnership with Microsoft, where you now can get our MongoDB as a service, which is named Atlas, via the Azure Marketplace. A developer can go to the Azure Marketplace and with one or two clicks, be access to this fantastic product named Atlas and be able to get a MongoDB cluster to go develop apps on. And as they do that, you know, these developers, as I mentioned, they become more productive, they use less code to build apps, and they uh, get the benefits of integrating into their other Microsoft stacks, which the marketplace allows us to do. That's awesome. And you said a, a couple of things that are, you know, kind of close to, to me personally, developers, 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 and providing that sort of friction-free experience and capabilities to, to be able to build and innovate on the cloud and using Microsoft Azure Cloud and the, the MongoDB, which is great to hear. And of course, Marketplace, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. So great to hear. Thank you. David, over to you. Stepping back just a little bit before we move to another question, you mentioned, Alan, the idea of developer productivity and how Mongo helps with that. Is that because so many languages now are supporting non-structured data and JSON in particular as first-class citizens. We don't have to go through object relational mappers, things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You know, um, I think 22 years ago when I popped out of college, I'd be able to answer that question better than today where, uh, you know, I've become just a, a piece of overhead for these companies in terms of uh, partner marketing and, and management. But I would say from what I've learned being here at six years, it's really comes down to a fundamental change that developers require when building apps, and those apps require a data layer. In the past, developers would be required to use a database technology that was invented in the 1990s. And it was based on a relational model where you would have to put data in rows and columns, almost very, very structured. And then in the last 20 years, data has become so unstructured, whether it's in the form of video, photos, geospatial coordinates, social media, as well as the legacy, you know, row and column data, that database that was built in the 1990s just could not handle what developers needed today. So they need a new type of way of managing data. So MongoDB invented the document model. 
And the document model or a document database really allows you to handle that unstructured data differently and build applications using that data better. And that's what we found really has helped uh, MongoDB succeed as a company, but more importantly, developers increase their productivity. They get access to a document model when they build their applications. And those applications, which use very unstructured uh, data, are able to scale much better. That's perfect. And we can level it up a bit here because I'm very interested to understand how Mongo is being used with different types of workloads than website development, which is something it's very typically known for. Uh, a lot of developers are used to thinking about Mongo as something I'm definitely going to build my website on. But of course, there are many other types of workloads that might be running on the platform. And I'm wondering what sorts of workloads do you see running on MongoDB and what industries are making use of it? Yeah, great question. Look, I mean, MongoDB, we have as a company close to 20,000 paying customers. We are a public company. Uh, we IPO'd a few years back. And the way we were able to get to the size of company we are today is we have startups use our product um, who want to be big or bigger than they um, are today or be able to punch beyond their weight. And we have enterprises that are large that want to be nimble like startups, right? We have both types of paying customers. And we developed our product in a way where you could use it for the most cutting edge use cases, but also the most mission critical use cases that both these enterprises and emerging tech companies were developing. So MongoDB no longer is a NoSQL um, niche database for what people thought in the past. It can do the best of the NoSQL world as well as what the relational world has done for many years. For example, we handle transactions. So this database can be used in many different types of use cases, but some of the most mission critical. Let me name a few. We have many large banks modernizing their entire payments platforms off some legacy database technologies using MongoDB because many forms of payments are now unstructured. And MongoDB, because of the ability to handle the volume of data, transactions, et cetera, we can handle payments modernization. We have many retailers, especially this year, having to modernize their e-com platforms, their shopping catalog platforms, their loyalty systems, their inventory management, especially as many of these e-commerce or retailers have had to unfortunately shut down their stores, they had to go drive the revenue through e-commerce. So those backend e-commerce platforms are also being modernized. And in many cases, MongoDB has been selected to use the database for the transaction itself, as well as for the inventory management side of an e-com platform. And for things like just surely like shopping catalogs, like how are you going to manage a shopping catalog without a database like MongoDB? And this spans across many, many verticals and industries. Let me just highlight the automotive industry. Toyota is a great joint customer of MongoDB and Microsoft Azure. Toyota, I drive a Toyota car and I use some of these products every day uh, when I drive. And they are um, investing heavily in connected car type technology where your car no longer is a vehicle. It's almost an IoT device. And a lot of that is powered by MongoDB Atlas running on the Azure cloud. 
And, these, and Toyota also has to make cars more efficiently. So they're investing in AI and IoT in their manufacturing plant so that their factories now be, can become smart factories. And MongoDB Atlas on Azure uh, is being used to help Toyota with those types of architectures. So you're seeing the automotive industry also, um, who have many, many mission-critical apps, some involve the car, some uh, driving the car, some involve actually creating, the, developing, and manufacturing the car. MongoDB is used for those mission-critical applications. I mentioned the banking sector. That's a huge sector for MongoDB. Talk about some of the most mission-critical apps out there. Illuminity Bank is a joint customer. They're doing modernization of payments platforms um, based on MongoDB, Atlas on Azure, and the list goes on. So MongoDB is being used everywhere, and I would argue the reason why we are the most modern popular database and we're able to IPO, um, one of the first database companies to IPO in many, many years, is because it's not just used for edge use cases, it's used for mission use cases as well. Thanks, Alan. Let's switch to the Azure marketplace, as I mentioned a little earlier on. And, and MongoDB, I'm very proud to say, was an early adopter of the, the Azure marketplace. And you know, developers can simply spin up new instances of fully featured MongoDB. If I look at the Azure marketplace, there are numerous offerings of MongoDB solutions, some, of course, from MongoDB themselves and some from other providers. Alan, can you share, you know, what's the experience been from your side in offering uh, MongoDB Atlas on, on Azure? I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure for our listeners here, they're probably not as familiar, uh, some folks, uh, with the kind of the marketplace. So, you know, anything you can share about the why marketplace, what it means for you as a business, and then obviously the experience of building solutions and, and growing your business on marketplace. I'm sure everyone would be, would be you know, really appreciative of hearing your experiences. That's great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean... You know, MongoDB Atlas, as a company, we are big fans of the cloud marketplaces, in particular, the Azure marketplace. And the reason why it's a win-win-win, it's a win for the consumer, the customer, it's a win for uh, Microsoft, and it's a win for us. So let me first give you kind of how we use the marketplaces here at MongoDB. And then if I were a company, um, an ISV, a startup, who is thinking about using one of the marketplaces, I, I would just give you some uh, helpful hints and maybe some best practices to consider. Uh, you know, so MongoDB, as I mentioned, we have a managed database as a service. Um, we built it from the ground up. It was built by the same people who uh, developed our software 12 years ago. And that product is called Atlas. And we offer that service through the marketplaces, we, mar we offer it through the Azure marketplaces. It is the only service on the Microsoft Azure marketplace that MongoDB has built from the ground up. It is our service. The other ones are not uh, part of our company. And when and you it's a pass service, if I if, just want to point that out, right? It's a pass service as opposed to running on some sort of OS. That's correct. Well, yeah, that's correct. It is a fully managed database as a service that runs on the Azure cloud. And when we when customers go to the Azure marketplace and they see our listing, they win and here's why. First, they have the ability to do one-stop shopping. They can go to the Azure marketplace, they can potentially purchase right there, and they get a unified billing experience where they can use, you know, potentially their uh, commit to consume, or whatever other billing mechanism they have, 
to purchase through one place. And maybe they have other products from Azure they want to purchase as well. They now can purchase Atlas the same place they purchase other products. They also drives a unified support experience. Uh, because Azure is on the Atlas marketplace, we behind the scenes have a very tight-knit engineering uh, integration going on between MongoDB and Microsoft, which then gives that customer a better experience. Also, there's a lot of uh, marketing that is happening where now customers are getting the benefits of both companies together promoting this offering uh, where they can use potentially a free trial of MongoDB Atlas on Azure and Microsoft is helping fund that free trial. So developers, if they're small um, and new to the industry and maybe they don't have as deep a pockets, but they want to try uh, Atlas, they can now do that um, using our free trial platform, which Microsoft has helped funded. So we see a lot of benefits in using the Azure Marketplace from a customer perspective. From a MongoDB perspective, we like it because it drives our sales teams to collaborate. Microsoft set up a good program where a Microsoft seller benefits if a MongoDB seller works with them to sell Atlas on the Azure Marketplace. So if the Microsoft seller benefits and the MongoDB seller benefits and the customer benefits because of all those things I mentioned, then you get a good partnership. And that's what the mar uh, marketplace basically brings those three groups together. If I'm a new ISV that's thinking about marketplaces, I first need to make sure that my product is set up in a way that really uses the Azure cloud. Um, obviously, if you're not gonna use, use the Azure cloud, these marketplaces probably do not make sense. But if your platform or your, your platform as a service, database as a service, SaaS product uses the Azure platform, the marketplace is something to consider. You also want to work with your Microsoft partner team to ensure you're in the right programs so that the customer benefits from a unified billing experience. You also want to make sure that you're in the right program so that potentially your sales team and the uh, Microsoft sales teams benefit from working together along with the customer when deals are sold through the Azure marketplace. From my perspective, uh, the cloud providers have done a phenomenal job over the next three years, uh, over the last three years investing in these marketplaces, and Azure definitely has, has led the way. Thank you so much for calling out some of the business around working with the marketplace. That's very valuable for many of our listeners who are trying to make uh, decisions of their own. And now let's take a moment out to listen to this very important message. Did you know the Microsoft Commercial Marketplace allows you to find and purchase leading Microsoft certified solutions from Microsoft partners? The Microsoft Commercial Marketplace includes Microsoft App Source and Azure Marketplace. Each storefront serves unique customer requirements and different target audiences, so publishers can ensure solutions are available to the right customers. For applications that integrate with Microsoft 365 products, visit appsource.microsoft.com. Get solutions tailored to your industry that work with the products you already use. For B2B Azure-based solutions, visit azuremarketplace.microsoft.com. Here you can discover, try, and deploy the cloud software solutions you want. So, so Alan, you know, MongoDB is obviously a very successful product. It's a brand. It's, it's kind of a key component of, of um, developers building their solutions. How do you think about adding you know, kind of new and relevant features to every release and stay attuned to what the market needs. 
Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think our company was founded by developers. Our target persona that we sell to are developers. The engineers, many of them are developers themselves. So um, we try to stay as close to the developer community as possible. Remember, MongoDB, we also offer our product for free. You can download it as part of the open source initiative. And as you download it, the customers can tell us what they like about it. They can contribute back to the community. So we stay very close to what our developer community wants, which allows us then to go innovate with their interests in mind. Um, we obviously also have an infusion of capital being a public company, so we can invest in R&D and engineering, and MongoDB has poured many, many thousands, if not millions of dollars into our engineering uh, efforts behind our product, both the MongoDB standalone version as well as MongoDB Atlas. And then we also work in concert with Microsoft. Because of customer demand, we've integrated uh, the MongoDB Atlas managed database as a service into other Azure technologies, for example, we integrated into Power BI. We've integrated uh, lately because of customer demand into Azure Data Factory. Uh, we also work very closely with Azure Databricks. So as customer demand um, surfaces to us through our developer community, as well as our partnerships, our engineering team works diligently to incorporate those in our product releases. That's great, thanks, Alan. And, and just, you know, it's great to hear the partnership that kind of you have, uh, which you do, uh, and the long-standing partnership you have with Microsoft, and and the you know the close connections with the engineering teams, the working to build the best experience integrating with the Microsoft Azure cloud and services, you know, for for our joint customers and developers. So that's that's great to hear. So now let's talk about you know MongoDB is of course considered a cloud-native applica application. What does that mean for you? Yeah, good question. Look, MongoDB has always had a belief that customers should have the freedom to run it anywhere. And that has been one of the core principles that our engineering team has developed a great product around. MongoDB can run on your laptop. It can run in your own data center. It can run on a mainframe. It can run on a mobile device. It can run in the cloud or across cloud, it can run in our managed database as a service Atlas, or you can self-host it in the cloud. MongoDB is running in many, many clouds, whether it's uh, Azure uh, um, or AWS or Google. Uh, it runs in Alibaba, IBM, Yandex, Rackspace, Keo Networks, Siemens, SAP, you name it. Um, we've always believed that MongoDB should, should, a customer should be allowed to run MongoDB anywhere. And the reason why is it always was designed in a way for developers to get back to what I mentioned earlier to drive better developer productivity. So, in order to do that, you need to develop products that developers want. And developers today, they've been born in the cloud, they've been born in the area of the internet, in the era of the internet, and the era of mobile. So, if developers are already developing virtually, developing in the cloud, developing using cloud tooling, then you need to have a database that can fit that, right? If your database only runs on-premise or only runs on a mainframe, how are developers really gonna use it? MongoDB always was designed with developers in mind, which therefore made it a cloud-native technology. 
um, which naturally fits into the use cases from today, right? Developers are building products that need to work in the cloud. We're all, many of us are sitting at home right now, um, you know, on virtual web conferences all day. We're working in the area of, area of cloud. Imagine if you're a developer, right? You're not able to go necessarily into a data center and, you know, log in locally to the server and, you know, reboot it or, or, or you know, make a schema change. You're going to have to do everything virtually. So the, the developers are looking for a natural way to work in the cloud, and MongoDB has always been designed in doing that. And then what we're also seeing is that there are these legacy applications, okay, or legacy workloads that customers want to move to the cloud, right, to save money. They want to move them to Azure. In many cases, it's more of a cost uh, avoidance initiative. But in order to do that and actually save money, it's very difficult for you to take a legacy workload and move to the cloud, and that alone will help you save money. It's very difficult to do that. Most of those legacy workloads have some other problem besides where they're hosted. So if you can introduce a data technology which naturally allows for cloud adoption, i.e. MongoDB, into the stack, into the workload, so the workload you're moving from a legacy database that's not cloud nimble to a MongoDB database that is cloud nimble, then when you move it or as you move it to the cloud, you're gonna get that ROI savings. So that's why we've always considered you know, MongoDB a cloud native database, just because it runs already in the cloud, it runs cross cloud, and it helps customers move to the cloud and if you can do those things, then you definitely are, are categorized in that category. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, just kind of double clicking a little bit more, you know, if I compare and contrast sort of MongoDB to maybe some of the more traditional relational databases, what are sort of some of the advantages perhaps being having kind of cloud in mind, building from the ground up versus maybe some of the more institutional legacy databases that are out there? So what are some of the advantages that, that you have and that, um, you've been able to lean in on and that really differentiate you from other databases in the market? Yeah, I mean, I would say if you just think about microservices versus monolith, the cloud and microservices go hand in hand, running smaller resource components across wider territories or regions. That's the world of cloud, right? You're, why run everything in one place when you can run them uh, in multiple regions closer to your end customer? Why develop one giant monolith database that has both costs, performance, and redundancy issues when you can spread it out across many different locations, which allows you then to also innovate? MongoDB was designed <laughs> uh, in the past for microservice type environments. That's just how um, it was developed. And that's why developers love it. You say, like, why are we more suitable? Well, if, if you want to run monolithic applications in the cloud, we're probably not suitable. But 90% of developers do not want to do that today. They want to run more of a microservices architecture, which MongoDB is perfect for, which is why you see uh, you know, developers in the cloud gravitate to technologies like MongoDB. So I love the fact that there is such a following for MongoDB amongst developers for all the reasons that you've enumerated. 
and many have almost a passionate feeling toward the product. He talked about it being an open source project, of course, uh, which it has been from the beginning, right? And with that in mind, and MongoDB being a really grassroots movement within the developer community, how do you see the future of MongoDB? And can you give us a peek into what to expect as it evolves on Azure? Well, you know, we're just going to continue to innovate. MongoDB, even in the last year, has released so many pieces of functionality. We launched recently uh, the ability to run clusters across cloud. Now, obviously, Azure is a, we're big fans of Azure, but developers want the ability to run cross cloud. And I think we all on this call want to do what's best for developers. So we've done things like that. Uh, we sure. continue to invest back in the community. You'll see a MongoDB hackathon almost <laughs> you know, every month being run somewhere in the world because we do believe that developers are the key. I mean, they're the key for almost every enterprise, right? Developers, uh, the ones who are building and innovating for those enterprises because enterprises have to be more software-like. We stay very close to developers. We put a lot of investment in the developer community. If it wasn't for them, there's no way MongoDB would be where it is today. Now, going forward, while we continue to invest in the developer community, we're also um, working hand in hand with our partners here at MongoDB. I don't just look after uh, our Azure partnership, but I look after uh, many of the others, including our large system integrator partners. So we're working closely with the SIs to help the SIs help our customers modernize as they move to the cloud versus uh, lift and shift, which in theory, may get you there faster, but are you are you really getting the ROI? Um, we're also working with techno other technology partners that work closely with Microsoft, so that um, a better together story is there for developers, where developers don't do not have to figure out how to integrate, you know, MongoDB with, for example, Confluent and Kafka, or uh, as I mentioned earlier, Databricks and Spark and other security technologies. You know, behind the scenes, we're working with those other ISVs and tech partners so that we can go make those integrations easier for the developers. You're seeing that help um, with the developer popularity. And then within Microsoft itself, we're doing things like, for example, integrating with the Visual Studio uh, code, where, you know, if you download um, Visual Studio and you want to be able to work with MongoDB, You'll see that great integration already exists so that you don't have to um, you know, recreate that from scratch. So while we work closely with Microsoft to uh, have Atlas integrate into Microsoft's other Azure products, including Visual Studio, we're working with the other partners out there to make sure developers get that freedom of choice. And we continue to invest in our community. I can't tell you how many developer events we have around the world where we're working closely with developers to help them with their projects. I would also say that MongoDB invests not just in allowing customers to download our product for free, but we also allow customers, no matter what size, use our managed MongoDB as a service for free. We have thousands upon thousands of free trials being run right now where a customer can go to mongodb.com and try Atlas for free on Azure. And Azure helps fund that program, whether you're a startup or enterprise. So we are doing whatever we can to give back to the community because the community 
always gives back to us to allow us to develop a better product. Yeah, as we wrap up our conversation here, Alan, it occurs to me that you've already called out several calls to action that people can take to follow up on our conversation here. And first of all, going out to your website itself to look at the uh, products that they might be able to pull and download and, and uh, play with, experiment with, or even put into production. And obviously, uh, from the Azure side of things, you've got a website, mongodb.com, WAC Azure, uh, specifically dedicated to uh, integration with Azure. So very cool. And of course, your product offerings in the Azure Marketplace, one can go out to the Azure Marketplace and see Atlas and uh, other MongoDB offerings there. Uh, we'll link all of these things up in our show notes so that listeners can come to the show notes page and get right to these resources along with social links for your company, MongoDB, the company on Twitter and on LinkedIn, and also for you, Alan. So that way people can follow you and your wisdom on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. So very much appreciated that you've been on the show today with us and we learned quite a bit and uh, really excited about the continuing partnership we've got with MongoDB and what is yet to come. 100% agree. And I can't thank uh, Microsoft team, the partner team, the marketplace team enough for all the support they've given to MongoDB, the company. And, and as mentioned, this is all about servicing developers and helping developers build products faster and be more productive. And MongoDB and Microsoft are committed to do that. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Azure for Industry podcast, the show that explores how industry experts are transforming our world with Azure. For show topic recommendations or other feedback, reach out to us at industrypodcast at microsoft.com.